Alright, welcome to Chat Shit, the podcast that isn't scientifically proven to give you clear skin, but we're working on it. It's certainly not giving me clear skin anyway. <laughs> I mean, I'm working on my own clear skin, but... I'm having the biggest breakout of my life at the minute. Thank you, COVID. Thank you, masks. Thank you, genetics. Thank you, sebum oil in your skin. Thank you to... <laughs> imagine, it's an Oscars thank you speech, but it's to everything that gave you acne. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm having a dodgy chin day as well. I'm like, don't look at it. I'm just having a dodgy face day. I'm just, I think I'm just going to like become walking pseudocreme tub at this point. Fair enough. Walking advertisement. Like you see me down the shop, mask on the bottom of my face, pseudocreme on the top. You won't know who I am. Oh my God, I love it. You'd look like a white billy roll. <laughs> oh my God. I already look like a white billy roll. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to our podcast anyway thanks for coming back once again like jesus fair play cheers what have you been up to this week have you been do- doing nothing fun i have been celebrating the biggest celebrity couple announcement of the year oh my god yes obsessed maura higgins and christopher taylor absolutely iconic if you haven't seen this already where the fuck have you been if you don't know who these people are where the where fuck have you been? been? <laughs> uh, yeah, Maura Higgins, obviously everyone knows her, absolute queen off Love Island. And then Chris Taylor, somehow he did go a little bit under the radar. I on do the show, not I know feel. how. He was such I a, don't know how. He was attractive, attractive attainable, and funny. <laughs> attainable? Yeah, like he wasn't like That's intimidating. That's what we need in a man. Attractive, yeah. attainable, and funny. It's not yeah. much to ask for. Attainable apparently, but that is a celebrity coupling that I it did come out of left field, but it, it really did spark off a good good vibes evening. Yeah, I didn't because they put up the video. They put up, did you see that they put up a video of them like dancing? It was some like TikTok challenge or something. On was it his Instagram? And then he like lifts her above his head and then drops her, and then like it was like he was going in for a kiss, but then they put like like silly music on it, and they were like, okay. did we? That's and then funny. the next post was, he's mine. And then what was his, his caption oh. was really cute. And I normally like puke when I see captions like this, but because it was them. It was something was like, from oh. like, from best friends, started as best friends and now we're here. Something now we're equally here. cringe. Oh, go on, Chris. Can Absolute you imagine pick. if I posted that though? You'd actually get sick. I'd get sick if anyone else except them posted it. My like anniversary like, posts with my boyfriend are me holding a knife to him. But that's on brand. Like it is kind of on brand. <laughs> Don't worry, him. guys. She's not actually threatening him. I should probably put that out there. <laughs> no, it was a it was a fun photo shoot where I made him sign a contract for another however many years of at knife point. Okay, so maybe he was. Maybe she was threatening him, but maybe it was just this once. <laughs> but the contract wasn't real, so it was only cute threats. Um, Matt, if you're listening, please call us and let us know that you're okay. <laughs> he doesn't listen. He got the poll question wrong on our Instagram, so been to him. Oh yeah, anyone who uh, listens obviously got that right. So that poll was a good way of telling who sneaky, actually listens to sneaky. us right to the end. Yeah, sneaky, sneaky. Um, another iconic pop culture moment actually happened this week. Uh, Thomas Pringle rapping in the doll. Did you see this? Oh my god, Thomas Pringle King. Yes, I saw it. 99 bitches, but this ain't one or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, the future of Irish music or is no, safe. No, what's it? I got that completely wrong, didn't I? I, I got, got 99, 99 problems, problems. But a bitch ain't one. Well, I what was he referring to? I only saw that little bit. 
I didn't... What was the context? It was about um, Irish laws allowing for a gangster paradise to thrive, I believe. Oh my god. Thomas Pringle, you mad thing. He wasn't the only um, Irish person I was boogieing to, actually. I have been... Obs- Who are you boogieing to? Obsessed with Gemma Dunleavy's Up the Flats. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, it's really, really good. It was I can't believe I didn't hear about this because it was released in July. Um Yeah. But I think more recently the music video for the title track was released and oh it's brilliant. It's, it's that's great. Our, oh, that one and cruising. Did you listen to cruising? Cruising so good as well. To everything she has on Spotify. I believe she'd been playing her nonstop. She's so good. Um I just loved as well. The music video was so cute. It was just like an absolute yeah, ode to the like kids. the communities in the inner city. And you're like, oh, yes, this is what we yeah, need. All the little kids. So I love at the end of the song, you know, like when it's sort of fading out at the end and it's just like, it's not even singing anymore. It's just everyone like chanting. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's obviously like her friends or her neighbours or her family or something. It's really cute. If you haven't listened already, you should definitely go check it out. It's so nice. Yeah. Gemma Dunleavy. Yeah. Yup, yup. Queen. You, we've um, been watching a lot of movies this week, haven't we? Yeah, I was actually just going to say, as like brace yourselves for like a severely movie-heavy week. Because it's been raining, the weather's been shite, we've been inside, we've been I, doing nothing but watching Netflix. I think as well it's partially because there's so many series out at the minute that we all need a bit of a brain break from watching something for too long. Yeah, like I overdosed on royalty this week, so I had to take a break from it. <laughs> the crown just to go back to my Fenian roots so uh, I I left at what was it I think I got to episode five I'm on the one where they go to Australia and I'm about halfway through right um but I was like no nope, need to take a break I can only do it too too much royalty at a time you know yeah you can deal with so much uh so I was watching your recommendation actually we basically uh, unintentionally did this thing where both <laughs> of us watched one of the other one's favorite films this week for the first time yeah. And it, it worked out uh, so well because, God, the reactions. Out so well. so yeah, live. Yeah, we both liked them. Um, yeah, I watched Sorry to Bother You um, by Boots, well, directed by Boots Riley. Um, it came out in 2018. I'd actually not heard of it until you told me about it. I think which it is was bizarre. It was around the time the Black Landsman came out. So. I think okay. a lot of people made a choice to go to one film or the other thinking that they were kind of similar from the trailers and it was like totally incorrect. They were two very different films. It is the weirdest thing. Now it's I've just after coming out. a long time. Yeah, it's brilliant but it's just after coming out on Netflix which is why it's kind of got a bit of a resurgence. Mm. The cast alone like Lakeith Stanfield like <laughs> we love him. Yeah. And then also Army Hammer is in it playing a like, mad thing how did we not know well how did i not know about this film um but yeah if i if you haven't heard of it it's basically about this guy who he is like jobless and he gets a job then working as a telemark are they called tele telemarketer yeah i think yeah i think that would For, be a good description of it uh it's like a telemarketing job in this massive office with loads of people and the film sort of follows him trying to work his way up. And <laughs> how do you even describe it? It's It just gets really weird. And it's like, I suppose it's sort of a comment on like capitalism through a sort of class and race lens. If you want to get into the 
theory of it. Honestly. But it's just if, really fucking weird. If you and I sat here and discussed the entire film, every part of the plot, everyone who is listening who hasn't seen it would think that we have made it up. It goes in that direction. Yeah. It, it is just so wacky. And like, I actually, I have written down things to say about it, but the, there's just this giant twist that I don't want to give away. I would love to talk about it, but I don't want to give it away in case people do go watch it because it will completely spoil it. Because Lisa told me about this film and had warned me that something weird happens halfway through. And I was like live texting her being like, <laughs> it was so you know, good. giving her my thoughts, giving her my thoughts as it went along. And she's just there pure waiting for this massive twist. And I'm like, I, I can't see anything crazy happening here. Do you know, like, yeah, he's working his way up in the job. Like that's, cool like but i don't you're, see anything wild you're so completely um, involved in the plot about like racism and capitalism and you completely forget that films about racism and capitalism can be about so much more than that all in one package yeah and like even without the weird twist thing that happens the film's already amazing and already has this cool plot that joe they, they could have even not did that and it would have been yeah. a class film um sorry we're being so ambiguous just this is just yeah, a, this is like one of the few films you don't want to ruin yeah everyone should watch <laughs> it like literally everyone yeah i'm literally just reading the stuff i wrote down about it. i'm like oh my god i can't, I can't tell you any of it but uh, <laughs> it, basically it, it, there's loads of parts in it as well where it just rips the piss out of like white people in big corporations and just the stupid carry-on that happens like there's one part where they're in the office sort of about halfway through and they hire like a new supervisor or manager or something i think she is and when she's given like a talk to the floor team, she's like, I can't remember the words exactly she used, but it was kind of like, don't think of me as your boss. I'm just your friend. And then one of the guys is like, so does that mean we get paid more? And they're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> it just reminded me so much of like working in retail. <laughs> and they're like, we're, we're a family. But it <laughs> no, is we're such, not. it's such a good laugh as well. Like it's really, really well written. And it's yeah, such it's sharp so comedy. funny. And like Army Hammer is great in it as well. Like he just plays, he just looks like he was made to play this part. He's like just this white wanker man who throws these like big parties with like just loads of women and cocaine. And it's just, uh, it's he's such a stereotype of everything you think when you think like big corporation white man, like kind of like Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, he's like he something out of um, the social network. If the social network took some more drugs, <laughs> yeah. that's where it would be. Yeah. Like, do you know what? And you will completely understand this comment if you when when you watch this whole movie. This is what I imagine whoever wrote it. Did Boots Riley write it? This is what ha- in my head, this is what happens when people take ket. <laughs> <The way you're- laughs> this is what happens. This is the result of horse tranquilizer. That's what I imagine this came from originally. I feel Here's like my we should take if- and come back to us when you know why i think that yeah i feel like we should move on before we actually give away anything because i am like so eager to talk yeah i feel like we're becoming those wankers who are like don't you have to try it you just won't understand until you put this cream on your legs you had to be there when we watched it (laughs) (laughs) but you were saying it reminded you of another film that you love yeah um so it's like it kind of uses surrealism to i suppose make it like a, a comment on society um mm. which another film that i saw recently kind of did as well um so i saw vivarium uh it's directed by lorcan finnegan who is irish 
This is like proper you going back to your Fenian roots then. Yeah, go, like the crown has been cancelled out at this stage. I have gone back to my my zero self. <laughs> but yeah, I, I watched Vivarium. I saw this now, I'm not going to lie. I watched this a couple of weeks ago when cinemas were open. Um, and yeah, how do you explain this one as well? So this Imogen Poots and Jesse Eisenberg are the main characters. And it's kind of, they don't say where exactly it's set. Like it doesn't say the country, it doesn't say the town. Um but it, it's basically they're a young couple who are looking to buy a house and at the start of the film they go into a letting agency to meet with this um like letting agent called martin now martin is a creepy fucker and martin brings them out anyway to this housing estate and like do you know when you see these housing estates that are in commuter towns and they just every single house looks like a carbon copy of the next one yes it looks like that like just loads and loads and loads of houses and yeah like it's just pure commuter town like the stink of Kildare off it was just hilarious <laughs> like all these houses need like if they had a trampoline and then like a, a ice dispensing fridge you know like they're the a kind of houses dog that shit went all on the, the side of the road a bit of dog shit on the lawn but the same dog shit in the same space in every garden that's the kind of thing we're talking about it's like when the dubs moved to Kildare in like 2002 it's those sort of estates so you know exactly like you can picture them um but yeah they're brought around the estate anyway and all the houses look the same and they stop i think it's number nine that they stop at and they're brought in it's like a show house martin's showing them around you know here's the bedroom here's the kitchen and martin pisses off then to a different room in the house and imogen jesse eisenberg just chatting away then they go to find martin and martin's gone and they're like that's a bit weird why do you leave us in the house um so they try to find martin and they can't and then they're like fuck this is a bit weird so they get in the car and they go to leave, but they can't find their way out of the estate. And to, for context as well, the estate is terrifyingly empty. There's no one else there. There's and no one there. Everything, everything looks, looks the same. same. Like, it kind of looks like, you know, when you're in those parts of Dublin as well, where it's like everything is red brick. All the roads look the same. You don't know which road is which. It's kind of like that. Like, you just... On such everything. an extreme scale. It's... It, uh, this is yeah. all in the trailer as well, by the way. This is none of what I'm Yeah, we're, we're not giving you any... Like, we're not giving you a spoiler with this. But basically, yeah, they can't find their way out. Uh, and they keep driving in circles until, like, it gets to night time. And then they're like, okay, we'll just sleep in the house, I guess. So they sleep in the house then. Then the next day... Also, this is all in the trailer, so still not spoiling anything. But the next day... They try again on foot. They just like walk towards, I think, like the sun uh, or like the direction that they should be going to get out anyway. And they still can't find their way out and they keep ending up back at the house that they started at. So then they end up going to sleep again. They keep trying to like get away from the house or destroy the house and stuff. And then the next day they go out to the garden and there's a box in the lawn. And they open the box and there's a child, like a toddler, well, not even toddler, slightly smaller, a baby in the box and there's a note written on the box and it says raise the child and be released and that's sort of yeah that's the beginning of the film um yeah you played me the trailer of this talking about how excited you were for it and honestly it looks terrifying yeah it's it's just so wacky i loved it uh and like the also we should mention the child in it he grew the way he grows up is quite weird like he's not human he looks human but he's not like he's he looks about 10 after like seven weeks and he also doesn't speak 
like a child. He has this strange voice. And actually, the show when I went to it in the cinema, the director, Lorcan Finnegan, did a talk at the end. And he was talking about how they created the voice that the child speaks with because it's just so weird mm. and like distorted and what they did was Ian Hardwick plays the older version of the child later on right and they mixed I think his voice with the younger actor his name's Senan Jennings they mixed their voices together maybe with a few other voices I'm not too sure um to get this like weird distorted sound so he kind of sounds almost like an adult sometimes when he talks and it's just the most unsettling noise like ever <laughs> like and everything he says is just it, it oh I can't, I can't even describe it just even watch the trailer and you'll sort of get a vibe for it but yeah it's sort of a like a comment again on like society uh um, but like the, it, this expectation that you have to like sell your soul to a nine-to-five job and that a mother has to like sell her soul to raising a child and stuff on like the spooky scale, how bad are we talking here? Is it more like um, the situation with Parasite where it's more like the idea of the horror is like just there, omnipresent and it gives you a bit of anxiety or is it like scary, scary? Oh, it's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't classify it as a horror. Okay. Um, it's just a little bit weird. Um, there's nothing, you know, like jumpy or, you know, if you're scared of horrors, you won't be scared of this, I don't think. It's just more uh, psychological, I think. Okay. That's good to know because I am a wimp. Yeah, yeah. I, I will, yeah, I'm not, not so much a wimp with scary movies. Like, I can do them, but I wouldn't personally classify it as, like, a scary movie. Okay, I must give it a watch, so. More of, like, a, a weird family drama. <laughs> yeah, I also am obsessed with the fact that, like, the housing estate is based off of ghost, uh, ghost estates in yeah. Ireland. Yeah, he talked about this in that interview thing after the show as well i think it was specifically estates in carlo actually Jeez, yep, carlo. and they built the set in i think belgium maybe can't remember right. now it was a while ago but um yeah they built like the housing set and stuff but yeah you would know like it was based off of something in ireland it's very very irish ghost estate vibes that's big cool. celtic tiger vibes well Celtic Tiger, the death of the Celtic Tiger wasn't cool, but this film sounds cool. Yeah, no, it was class. Lisa watched one of uh, my favourite films this week. Yeah, it was released this year, wasn't it, as well, so... Uh, I think so. It came, it came out here this year, anyway. So, the film is Rocks, and it's directed by Sarah Gavron, and, oh, it's just so wholesome and lovingly made that you're like, I can't help but fall in love with these characters. It mm. follows, like, a big group of young London teenagers um especially focusing in on Bucky Bakray who plays rocks and she's amazing she, oh she's so talented it's oh she make you want to get sick and it follows her and her brother after her mother leaves because she finds looking after the kids a bit too much um I just cannot believe that these young performers most of whom who have never like been in a film before were able to give these characters such like they had so much depth and they were all so like they just were clearly had so much love for one another um, they made the film based on workshops um with the actors yeah so it started off as workshops and then they sort of used the workshops to build the characters and then based on the people who attended the workshops that's how they casted it 
Yeah, and they, they also talked about casting them based on, like, their friendships and how they're... Yeah, they're, their actual friendships. It's just, like, such a refreshing take on a film. Um, You were saying that you watched it and you felt like it was a documentary, and it really does feel, like, so real and... Yeah, like, one thing I thought was really nice about it was, like, you know, we're so used to seeing films about teenagers and it focuses on, like, things that are very real, you know, like teenagers riding teenagers taking drugs like all this sort of side yeah. of things but you very rarely see ones that are about like teenagers responsibilities that are that should be adults responsibilities it's not something you really see so much especially yeah. not in film maybe maybe in like tv you see it a bit more but um to have a whole film about it was something different and like just so she goes through so much stuff yeah but there's so many people that are going through the stuff that she's going through i think like the huge thing for me was it just had no real like basis in like fancy and men or the lives of men which is just something so underrated for like it's just not done as, enough for films starring that many young women like it is the yeah. whole core of the film is their female I don't friendship. think they even they never mention anything to do yeah. with men in it at all and I also think um, that's realistic like yeah, it is realistic. We don't spend our lives talking about fancy and men. Like I definitely think growing up, we watched a lot of films that had stuff in it that made you feel like you had to fancy boys to be growing up. Yeah, like, or had to talk at least talk about them. Yeah, and it's so it's so young to be thinking about fancying things. Yeah, it's and like just the way that they do fill these sort of gaps where normally that's what they would be talking about. Like there's a whole thing where, um like the character rocks she has like a eyebrow business yeah, where she like, like does girls page. eyebrows at school yeah she's like a mua page and she does girls eyebrows and then like the girls all sort of live in like the same block of flats and stuff and they all hang out up on the rooftop and like they're making tiktoks they're just taking videos and taking pictures and like it's just so real and i was yeah. watching an interview actually i think it was with one of the writers and she was saying like the way that they got the because a lot of the footage in the film is taken on phones mm. and the way that they got that was they actually just let the actors take videos on their phones and I think they had like 250 hours of footage taken on the girls phones that then that's, um, the your editors close had friend to work story. with <laughs> yeah honestly I'm... that's my close friend story me chatting away there yeah. except I don't have an editor to chop it down so you just get the whole lot <laughs> whole chunks of the film were improvised by the cast and filmed with two cameras at once so that if oh, it, yeah. it looked uh it it was 100 percent complete like they didn't have to ask them to do it again it was just their authentic reactions there's a brilliant article actually in the guardian about it's like the girls talking about making it in places and how they oh. did the concept so I'll link that as well because they speak about it we, so intelligently. I'm like, oh, I wish I was smart when I was your age. Jesus. <laughs> we need to mention Emmanuel as well. <gasps> what a dope. So Rock's the main character in it. She has a little brother called Emmanuel and he is just the cutest child I've ever seen in my life. There's a bit in it. Do you know the bit where they're having lunch or breakfast or something? He's saying his prayers. Yeah. And he doesn't, he, like he, he sort of remixes the prayers i think he says oh i actually wrote this down where is it i thought it was so funny yeah when he's saying the prayer he goes our father he's up in heaven yes it's <laughs> it just, was so, it's so good it's brilliant and there's it's... even there's a bit in the trailer where i think it's in the trailer where emmanuel is talking yeah it is and he's like the voiceover for it and he's just so cute he says a uh, 
close your eyes think of everything that is happy and stop thinking about all your worries yeah so cute it's just brilliantly performed and it's great and it's actually also up on netflix which is dead handy um because it was supposed to get a full cinema release in ireland and then look cheeky lockdown with the boys i know actually i was meant to see this the day that the cinemas closed Ugh. which was really sad I actually have one more thing that's kind of related to movies, but it's not a movie before we oh. move on from cinema bits. Um, have you heard of the film Nomadland? Nomadland? Yeah. Did you mention this to me at some point? I f- it rings a bell. Um, so it is a, supposed to be a huge um, predicted winner for the, the awards circuit. For the Oscars? Uh, generally across a lot of different oh. awards um, and it's a new film with Francis McDormand in it oh I'm sold um, but I, I'm really looking forward to seeing it but I haven't got around to yet because of everything going on but there's this really good short read in the December Vanity Fair um, oh. and it is an interview with the director Chloe Zhao um so it talks about like how she directed the film and it's just so interesting so it touches on like lots of different things about her like upbringing and her history and her process but it also like talks specifically about nomadland and like the difficulties in filming something like that um so she kind of filmed it it about it's a it's about nomadic people that's literally all i know but the actors in it other than Frances McDormand are actual nomads so shooting the film was like it they had to basically follow where these people kind of went so they described they described the shooting as a weather-based shoot because they wanted to capture all the seasons that nomads have to go through so my god they also had to create a schedule that would allow for the nomads to be nomadic while also filming this um so it just is it a documentary or are they no they're acting okay but they are nomads and it Um, is about them yes um it just sounds really interesting and like a logistical nightmare but it sounds like a great way to shoot a film when such a huge part of the essence of it doesn't feature like not being in one place um mm, and but, seasonal too yeah chloe's also is definitely any to watch. any film that's a logistical nightmare tends to be a winner yeah no one wants <laughs> to go through that shit unless it's a good script yeah like if you go through that shit and don't get your oscar for it like nah. oh yeah and you were saying actually as well aruk got nominated for the yes. irish selection for the, the sh- yeah irish is it got selected as the irish um nomination or what do they call it when they select them uh, is it just so the Irish it's, nomination? It's international film. So basically it's the foreign language section, I think. Yeah, it's a, the Irish submission yes. for foreign language film. Um, even though it's not our foreign language, it is our native language. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, think our, that's the point of foreign language. Yeah, section, yeah I know. But it's, it's not foreign. We've <laughs> just been watching a lot of... Uh, You've been watching been a lot of the Crown. I've been watching too much TG Cahar still, and yeah, the Crown has made me angry, so forgive me. But uh, yeah, Arect is submitted. I seen Arect. Uh, it is beautiful. 
Um, if you don't know about it, it is basically this film, uh, Irish film, in Irish, so it's off scale, got most of it anyway, and it is about the famine. Um, I think Arakt means monster, if I'm correct. Now, when you say the Google film that real the quick there now, because I can't, I can't uh, handle mista- another mistake. Um, when I say about the famine, I don't mean like boohoo, all the potatoes are dead. Yeah. I mean like it does mean this is actually now. about the famine. And it is actually about the Brits hiking up the rents for the Irish and demanding their crops and the Irish being starved. It's not about boohoo the potatoes. It's about the fact that they were starved. This is not um, Marita Condon McKenna sitting outside. <laughs> this is not under the hawthorn tree. This is like I talk about that. Shit. Like, I've actually been talking about under the hawthorn tree, like three, three for like the last three weeks I've brought it up at least weekly and I don't know why your the amount of times you said tree there the Americans are <laughs> going to be salivating <laughs> like, oh, that book radicalised us as eight year olds oh, I think stop. who thought that was a good idea to be put in the curriculum let's watch this baby die within the first couple of chapters now how do you feel about that write it write 500 word or a 50 word response to how do you feel sad about Sean? the dead child sean do you feel sad because we have no potatoes write it in your notebook <laughs> sean do you want the six counties back yes miss good that's the right answer <laughs> but anyway back to Aaron. <laughs> in a yeah it's up it's submitted for the oscars anyway so hopefully it's it great. Gets selected. It's, it's great hype for Irish film. Love to see it. Yup, yup. It's great hype. Also, it has like some like big actors and stuff in it as well. Michael, what is his name? Oh my god, am I getting it right? He is his name Michael. He plays Roose Bolton in Game of Thrones. He plays this really scary, like British landlord person, and um. this man is terrifying. Um, it's just I don't want to give too much away about it because I'm assuming pe- pe- a lot more people will get to see it now that it's going to be a big deal and all it's um, also just really nice that like Tom Sullivan the director is getting the recognition for doing a project that isn't like super conventional it's like yeah and it's also Oscailga like that's yeah. so cool that there could potentially be a film in Irish at the Oscars that's amazing I love that it's I would love Oscars that. Probably be and like virtual. it's just it's beautiful as well. Like the music, like you know me, I'm weak for a bit of music and film. Um, <laughs> but also just like the landscape and and how they did it and the story itself. Um, I can't really tell you the plot because the it's all spoilers. Very like yeah, it's it's be very it'd be hard to tell you about it without spoiling it. Um, but yeah, it is. It's about. The British landlords and the famine and the Irish being starved. It's heartbreaking, but amazing. Imagine if it was a comedy. Scarlet. No. Oh, I, not Scarlet. I'll have to find somewhere to watch that online. I'll have to go now. Google. Mm. Um, we have something a little unconventional coming next. Inconventional? Unconventional. Why can't unconventional. I speak? What is wrong with think, me? Why did I start I, doing a is podcast that a symptom and I can't of COVID? <laughs> Me and Lisa kind of have coughs today. Um, you can probably hear it in our voices that we're t- and we're also trying very hard not to cough so that you don't all think we have COVID. <laughs> Honestly, the fear is real. I, I imagine though what that would do for listens if one of us tested COVID positive. I do wonder. 
I'm yeah, just would people want to like out. tune in to hear what your voice sounds like when you've COVID? Or would people like want to tune in to hear about your symptoms? One of my, a friend of a friend has, uh, she got it right at the start of the pandemic and still has no taste. If yeah. I get it, I'm going to eat a red onion live on air. Yeah. Do it for charity. Live get on air, people. I say, as we have a podcast. I will eat anything that the listeners send it. No, I'm not actually, I'm not going to, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to say that. I will eat anything that I choose to eat. <laughs> right here on the podcast and tell you how, how good it tastes. One out of ten. There'll all be one because I'll have no taste. Um, Speaking of having no taste, our friend, Ned Nab, <laughs> he's gonna hate us <laughs> yeah so that what you're gonna hear next is our very first ad um <laughs> please bear in mind that this ad we have programmed it because our friend demanded that we include his ad that he has made now up- which is um it's an ad it is an ad um it's definitely for something <laughs> it's it's quite unconventional but uh, we hope you enjoy. So here, here you go. This is our, our friend's ad that was demanded to be played. It's no experiments, kitchens, floors, decks and doors. It's no experiments. This is an emergency announcement from the government of Ireland. Nuclear strike imminent. Nuclear strike imminent. You never know when danger might strike. If you're not prepared, you'll wish you were. And that's why I always sleep on an Irish made mattress. Hi, I'm Mattress Mick coming to you this week with another fantastic deal on quality Irish beds you can trust. Get down to Mattress Mick just off the Malahide Road today for our apocalyptic deals. Well, that was something. (laughs) That was something. This is what happens when you have a friend who moves to Berlin. <laughs> yeah, they just come out with this sort of stuff. It, um, it, thinking about Tim over in Berlin has reminded me of our plans for Fibsborough. Um, oh. <laughs> myself and Ali go for a walk sometimes out and about around the city. And she has moved to Fibsborough. And we have decided in our fantasy world that we're going to make... Um, what is that building even called? Um... I don't, does it have an official name? I just call it the Fibsborough Shopping Centre. The really odd looking thing in the middle of Fibsborough. The big, brutalist looking yoke in the middle of Fibsborough. Well, we've started referring to it as our dream project, Fibsberghain. Fibsberghain, Dublin's newest and soon to be probably only nightclub. (laughs) Uns, uns. Yeah, we just... (laughs) We we need investors, basically. (laughs) Yeah, the two of us sit around and... Well, we don't sit. We walk around Fibsborough thinking, what will we make the dream nightclub for us? So what was your... It's it's a perfect location because it's central but not too central. Um, and it has loads of 
fish it has those like fish and chip shops and like takeaways at the bottom yeah so it the bernard shaw is like almost directly across the road then the building itself um it's really high rise so there's loads of floors you could have different kinds of music then underneath it directly underneath it there's a car park who our friend tim who is the person who made that ad hi tim hope you're well can't wait to see you at christmas um (laughs) has tim has decided that wasn't it Tim saying that the middle section where the car park is that they should just get rid of like the cars not have it as a car park but like put benches in it that people can hang out there before and after the club and then underneath it again there is like a row of shops so there's like there's a pharmacy there's I think two Chinese's there's a Tesco so like you know you can get all your bits and bobs before and after um and then the building itself it just looks How like a club like, it just looks like a big fuck off club and i think it has loads of little square windows like the whole building we'll put it on the instagram if you're not familiar with it um the whole building just has loads and loads of windows and i was thinking you know like you wouldn't even need to do that much to make it look really fucking cool and like real Gel like real the windows, bird kind. Lights, yeah we're gonna get some disco, led disco. strips led strips around the windows in like neon colors or something and then we just need a really threatening looking doorman. I'm sure we and can find set. him. My contribution to all of this was a uh, drunk post. So, um, oh yes, there's loads of post boxes around the around Fibsborough. So you should be able to buy stamps at the bar, and <laughs> maybe postcards will be part of part and parcel. They'll either be like the beer mats or part of the receipt. But oh my god, can, the beer mats, they did that in Gingerman. Yeah, you can post something to yourself while you're on a night out or to someone else. You could post yourself Oh my the god, receipt. I would so post it to myself. Yeah, it'd be so fun. Imagine waking up the next day with a hangover and the, like, a, like, the, the thought of post is so thrilling. That is, I would never would have thought of that. I would love to do that, send myself post from a night out. It's like, um... Do you know, we should do other random things in it as well. We must discuss this idea further. You know, over in... Anyway, um, yeah, this is um this is our unofficial pitch to Dublin City Council. Um, If anyone is listening... Anyone might with loads like, of money. Mm, a few million quid. Um, anyone who's a bouncer. Also the permission of locals. Anyone who's from Fibsborough, please give us a thumbs up for our planning permission bid. Um, You know, fuck white water rafting. We don't need white water rafting. Who the fuck white water rafts? Do you know what we do need? Everyone dances. Berghain. Fibsberghain. Fibsberghain. Yep, Let yep. us know if you if you also want Fibsberghain. If you want to donate five euro to the Revolut, please do. <laughs> oh my God, stop. Can you imagine? We will build it someday. Yeah, this is this is our long term goal. We'll focus on the short term yeah. ones. Um, in less ridiculous, um, <laughs> less ridiculous news, we have some feed food for you this week as well. Oh, I have loads more stuff to talk about before feed food. Do you? Yeah. Oh my god, you've done loads this week. Yeah, I'm always jumping ahead to feed food. Feed food's clearly my favorite section. <laughs> you get <laughs> getting your greens. I read week a book. For feed food. I read a book. So did you read a book? I read a book. Who would have told over here? <laughs> uh, I read "Okay, Let's Do Your Stupid Idea" by Patrick Frain. Ooh, very good. Um, loads of Kildare stuff in it there, Ali. Yeah, he's a local man. Yeah, it's a brilliant Irish nonfiction memoir. The chapters are so interesting; they're all like very different. So there's like talking about pirate radio. Um, 
Ooh. It, the impact on your life of not having children, growing up in the army base. There's loads of stuff. Um, but there's two brilliant chapters that I'd love to shout out. There's one about the beauty of talking to strangers. And it just made me want to talk to a stranger so bad. Um, because he used to do that a lot for his job as a journalist in the Irish Times. And then there was another really interesting chapter about his work as a care worker. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I find like when you, when people write about care work, it's so often linked to women. Um, but he mm. was talking about it from a male point of view. And he wrote beautifully about this woman called Julie, who had quite severe Down syndrome. Um, and he worked as her carer. But it's just so lovely to read. Aww. And oh, it's just brilliant. Do you own and this book? Can I borrow it? I do, yeah. Um I can give it to you. Uh, see, a lot of other similar books that are this like memoir style mm. um, are usually they're set They're my favourite kind, I think. Yeah, they, they're usually set abroad though. So I mm. thought this was really wholesome to read a memoir with so many Irish locations and little Irishisms in it. Yeah. Oh, I want to read the bit about talking to strangers. Oh, <laughs> I'm a mad woman for talking to strangers. <laughs> <laughs> I love to- Strangers are so good. Yeah, they are. They really are. They are. And I, like literally, when you're talking about that, I'm like thinking of all like the strangers who've been so nice to me. You look so wholesome here on the Zoom, being like strangers. Yeah, <laughs> strangers are so nice. You know, if you're ever stuck, people always help you. Yeah, it is. It do, it it really. I does mean, make you stranger danger. Strangers can be bad too, but um, <laughs> they're mostly good. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I've been watching, and I don't know if you've seen this, because I feel like you would have definitely brought it up to me if you have. No. Is Staged. Have you heard of this? No. It's on Netflix. And now, most of the time when we like talk about something we haven't watched when it was released, we're like, how did we miss this? And I know yeah. exactly how I missed this. Uh, I saw the premise and I was like, oh, I don't think I can handle this right now. <laughs> it was... It's David Tennant and Michael Sheen and it's directed by Simon Evans who's also part of the cast. But it's um, a group of people rehearsing a play on Zoom. <laughs> now, at the top of lockdown, <laughs> I was rehearsing a play on Zoom. So I was uh, like, I can't do this. Uh, but mm-mm. this is hilarious. Like Ali, it's, it's one of two Zooms I want to be on in a week this one and this because I mean like say no more David Tennant's my unofficial boyfriend so like the minute you said his name I was like I'm gonna watch it see you say that he's your unofficial boyfriend but you'll see his official wife and you'll be like I officially recant my statement because you are so amazing <laughs> so it's like all yeah they actually are amazing. I was only googling pictures yeah. of them the other day because I did I did never knew what his wife looked like but he always like mentions her yeah um they are perfect she is one of the producers on the show um, yeah but like everyone is playing these like mad exaggerated versions of themselves the like the cameos are iconic it's only six episodes but i'm after finding out it's getting renewed for another season so you should catch up on it does it all that. take place on zoom is there like bits that aren't on it there are like short cutaway scenes of like the people within their own homes talking to each other so like the director is living with his sister so the two of them are like talking and David Tennant's living with his wife and they are the kind of two big cutaway sections of scene but it's just really well done and it is Is it? Hilarious. It's not a documentary is it? Are they rehearsing for a real play or are they rehearsing for a play within a show? 
uh, they don't actually really rehearse much of the play across it. They're more talking okay. about the, the rehearsal of the play than rehearsing the play. Uh, the okay. play is that um is that one six or characters in search of an author I can't remember the name but now six characters in search of an author, um so it's like an old Italian, farce thing, um oh. but it's it's really really good and it's more like the bickering back and forth rather than the actual play yeah. rehearsal and it's very funny so <laughs> I think and it's their episodes are so short as well and you were like you're constantly surprised by who's in it so don't google the cameos that's my advice okay yeah do we know them all yeah okay spicy um am i am i just tune in now you can eat up your feed food now i'm done (laughs) okay excuse me for being an eager beaver um yeah my feed food this week is Papiacocha, who is on Instagram. How do so you spell her pa- surname? That's Yeah, I was just going to spell it. Yeah. Uh, so it's Poppy, spelled P-O-P-P-Y. And then Acocha is O-K-O-T-C-H-A. Oh, uh, yes, Ali Whelan <laughs> Yes, yeah, you're just looking her up. Uh, so basically Poppy is a model and she's also a permaculture designer. She's the most interesting person I've ever come across on Instagram. She's a permaculture designer and a trained horticulturalist and regenerative grower. That uh, sounds unreal. Why didn't we pick yeah. a career in horticulture? Honestly, looking at her Instagram, I think about that every day. Like, why did I get a drama degree? I want to go make gardens. That's what she does anyway. She She's like basically... like she works with gardens I wouldn't call her a gardener she's much more than just like a gardener she knows everything about plants the like you know what plants can be used for what way plants should be planted to get the most benefits from them from like an aesthetic point of view from like a yielding point of view from like a sunlight point like she just everything she talks about I'm like oh my god I want to live with you but basically anyway the reason I am putting her as my fee food this week is because Poppy used to live on like a like a houseboat in London honestly even, that is my obsession she, I want to she's like living the, the dream so she's living on like a houseboat and like sort of did this but maybe at a smaller scale um like a lot of house plants and stuff like that but now she has moved to the countryside and she's currently in the process of doing up this old house and designing the garden now the garden's pretty big but it's not like huge uh and every day she's sort of putting up videos of how she's designing it and why she's doing certain things and the like just the different plants and things that she's going to be planting and then like even just her highlights if you go on her page she has highlights about everything like and the stuff she puts up just on a daily basis there the other day she was showing you how to make like um I don't know what she called it. Was it just like morning tea or something? And it was just like a oh, revitalizing tea. Yeah, I sent you this, and she's just making this like refreshing tea, and it. I think it was like lemons, chilies, all this random stuff that you wouldn't think. Well, I definitely wouldn't think of putting them in a glass and pouring hot water over them, but it was wasn't just like random leftovers. She was she explains why she's mixing certain things together. Uh and why why it's good for you i'm here and that, page yeah. and she's a highlight for she, nettles and i'm like yes 
Yeah. Yeah, she just sort of explains the qualities in everything and why they're good for you and how you can use them and how we can, you know, make make the earth better. Oh, I uh, love that. But she yeah, and she her like herself, like she is just such like a ray of sunshine as well. She's so lovely and she does Q and A's all the time as well. So you know if you have I don't know, you're living in a city and you have a shitty tiny garden or you have a balcony and stuff, you could probably pop her a message to ask her how how could you do your garden um she's super helpful and re- like really informative and she focuses a lot on like learning more about the natural world and how like we can she's i think she sort of studies like self-sustaining systems so she'll look at like a forest and how everything just works together and and works like there's nothing sort of failing or falling apart and her sort of aim is to be able to recreate that in her own garden and life I suppose so she's really nice to follow content like that makes me want to like run away and live on a boat by myself and never have to set foot in a Tesco again this is a dream like that's the dream you've probably noticed from my feed food my feed food and generally the things I talk about are very escapist (laughs) I wonder why who's on the next flight out of here bye bitches (laughs) Who's most um, likely to pull a Donna from Mamma Mia? <laughs> Me. <laughs> that is true. I'm most likely to pull a Julie Walters. In what? In life. <laughs> in Mamma Mia. <laughs> in everything. I just want to be her. <laughs> yeah, um, queen. My feed food is Irish. Ooh. Ooh. Like it us. <laughs> the designer and illustrator Stephen Heffernan, who's online at Heppy, I think is how you pronounce it. So it's at H-E-P-H-E-E on Instagram. Say and that again. H-E-P-H-E-E. H-E-P. Oh, I, I follow him. Yeah, the, he has this fantastic new set of prints that are actually for sale, which is why I was like, oh, I should give him a shout out because I'm obsessed with his stuff and uh, he's selling it for Christmas. He's also sent, uh, posted today that he's selling um wrapping paper that just says the word fucking fucker on it over and over <laughs> in tiny calligraphy and it looks hilarious um <laughs> but yeah stunning prints gas backgrounds and wallpapers for your phone loads of people are so in love with his designs they're like hilarious and quirky they're really and, like simple and quirky yeah yeah people get them tattooed so I just love seeing what people are getting tattooed so his story is always great for having a look and a gander but also the drawings are just super relatable and funny and interesting and sweet and thoughtful so I um, love this one I'm just I always forget that this is audio and not video yeah I'm holding up my phone to Lisa on Zoom right now it says make America great again yeah it's it's like make the bits make America great again but it's scribbled out there's the it basically says make me great again (laughs) yeah and if if anyone is looking to spice up the background on their phone or whatever they he has a whole highlight here that's just wallpapers and it said like they're funny designs with the word gee bag on it or (laughs) uh like live laugh love in like rock rocker font or what you call that (laughs) Um, where's that one in on his highlights there's a whole highlight just of wallpapers that you can put your thumb down take a screenshot and it's perfect there's an amber leaf box but instead of amber leaf it says amber thief and then it says bad crack at the bottom oh my god it's so funny 
Um, he's Some just, of them are so good. I'm just looking at one now where it's like, do you know the small bounty bars that you get in yeah. box of celebrations? And instead of like bounty, it says, I play county. <laughs> it's good. But yes, I'm I definitely would recommend you having a look. And we'll probably share a couple of his bits on the Instagram over the next while because they are hilarious. They're actually iconic. Um, what are you looking forward to? Um, oh, this is a good one. So You look so excited. <laughs> you literally sat up for this. Well, yeah. we're being real visual today. This is a terrible idea for the medium. Yeah, we should have like recorded the... Well, actually, no, we shouldn't have recorded the video. I'm covered in pseudocreme and I'm in bed wrapped in my uh, dressing gown. Um, and they say podcasting is hard. <laughs> Me and you were both in bed. <laughs> Working from home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ignore us. We're just having a bit of a mad one today. Um, yeah, so I was in Tesco the other day and right, okay. was queuing at the old self checkouts. And I wouldn't normally be a mad woman for the magazines, but I saw Zendaya on the oh. cover of Elle, and I just I had to buy it. I I just had to buy it. Yeah, and, um, fair enough. I mean. I love her so much, my wife, and um, she has an interview in it as well, obviously, she's a cover girl, and interestingly, I didn't read the front of the magazine when I bought it, I just saw her face, I didn't realise that she was actually being interviewed by White Boy of the Decade, Timothy Chalamet, Chalamet. Um, who I mean, I also do like, I mean, some days I want to drop kick him to the moon because I know I can physically, and then... <laughs> Other days, I just love him. Is he but, a good uh, interviewer? Have you read the interview yet? Or are you, yeah, is this yeah. Okay. He's actually pretty good, but like, it is very much a friend interviewing a friend. Like, okay. Um, he asked really good. He's basically just asking her about what she's sort of been up to, asking her about June, which has now been pushed back to next year, and I'm raging about that. Um, to give you time to finish reading it, love. <laughs> yeah, honestly, <laughs> like I'm the slowest reader. Um. But what you call it, one of the main things he sort of asks her about is what she's been doing during lockdown. And she has been shooting a film Ooh. during lockdown. And it was one of the first things to be made during lockdown. Uh, and it's called Malcolm and Marie. Okay. Uh, it's not out yet. There's not, I don't even this think there's a trailer for it yet. Uh, but I'm super looking forward to it. I think it's going to be like pure Oscar bait if it can come out before that, before then. And it's her and John David Washington. Oh, great. Who I also love. And it's just the two of them. And the guy who's directing it is Sam Levinson, who made Euphoria. He's the guy behind Euphoria. So we already know it's going to be stunning. And it just sounds so interesting. She talks about it in the interview in Elle, where basically because it was being made during lockdown, the crew was super limited. I think they were only allowed like 12 people on set at a time. And because of there being so few people allowed on set, everyone sort of had to double job. So she said, like, she was doing her own hair and makeup the whole time. Uh, there's only two of them in the film. And it's all shot... It was in, it's all shot either in one room or in one space. And I think they did it in quite a small amount of time as well. Um, but, yeah, apparently it's going to be unreal because I was just reading about how... Netflix on the rights to it. It's going to be coming out on Netflix. But apparently Netflix beat out Apple, Amazon, A24, 
MGM Searchlight and like a few other companies oh for it. Oh my god, that's a so if all of them were fighting for it, it must be pretty good. Um, there is like two pictures, um, from it released, like two stills. We'll share them on like the Instagram, the Twitter, and stuff. And they're in black and white, so I don't know. Is it going to be in black and white? I'm assuming so. Um. But it just, yeah, it sounds like it's going to be stunning. And, like, the plot, she doesn't really give away too much about the plot, but I think it was that there's only two of them in it. It's only her and him. Mm-hmm. And he plays, I think, either a director or an actor. I think I'm going to say director. Who returns home from shooting a film. And she is the missus. And I don't know whether they fight, but something unfolds. And that's okay. what it's about. But I am buzzing to insanely talented actors and also i think it'll be really interesting to see like a film with two people yeah it's something that you don't see that much really it's all about like big spaces big ensembles at the minute Um, yeah i can't think of anything right like off the top of my head that features so few people there's a new film as well coming out i can't remember the name of it now someone's at home shouting at me um with vanessa kirby and shia labeouf and it's coming to netflix oh i've seen a trailer for this that looks good too and it's a small cast what is mm-hmm. this what yeah what is this i literally saw something about this the other day oh sure we'll be talking about it when it comes out because i'm going to be balling to it all christmas mm, it's a sad one isn't it yeah it's about um a woman having a miscarriage yes yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i saw so i think i seen like a clip on twitter or something she's amazing i love Vanessa Curley. yeah honestly things i would do for that woman <laughs> Anyways, I'm looking forward to something else. Um, I've been looking for something to plug up the gaping hole that binge watching The Crown has created in my life. <laughs> um, you know when you finish something like that and you're like, oh God, I'm in such a different headspace, I need to... Did you finish it? Oh yeah, a lot. Like a... You are a royal sympathiser. How dare you finish it that quick? I think maybe I'm the opposite of a royal sympathiser. I wanted to rip the band-aid off so I could revert. <laughs> uh, but... I am going to fill it with something that is also royal in a different way. Um, oh. I've told you about The Great. It is a brilliant oh, yes. show on Hulu from the makers of The Favourite. And it is royal vibes, but make them absolute farcical comedy. And it's just, it's a riot. Like it will, you know, that sort of humour that makes you go, oh, <coughs> you know you're like you don't want to laugh but it's gonna come out in some form it's one of those like i watched the trailer for it after you told me about it it is very similar to the favorite in like humor yeah it's it is very very similar um and nicholas holt i think they can get away with even more because it's like already on a network it's not like they have to get it into cinemas and stuff so it's really yeah. inappropriate uh yeah nicholas holt is in it and Elle fanning are the two main characters and they're not actors i would traditionally associate with comedy but they are yeah hilarious true. like i'm i'm <laughs> literally like how are you also talented this is disgusting um but yeah i've watched the first two episodes and they're brilliant so i'm looking forward to watching the rest i think there's 10 but okay. they're hilarious. Like, How long are the episodes? Are they like a half hour or an hour? Uh, they're closer to the hour mark, but I think they come in just under. Um, but it is very fun. I never expected... I, I just, I'm always shocked when stuff that's like in full period costume is laugh out loud hilarious. 
Yeah, I was just going to say the clash of those things is mm. always so funny. Yeah. Just, they look so proper or like, I mean, we're taught that that is proper. But they're, <laughs> the humour is just so funny. <laughs> yeah, and it, it is really inappropriate, but the language is so like contrived. Eloquent, is it? <laughs> it's like, here we are in court with the ki- with the king and this is what my vagina feels like today. And you're like, okay, <laughs> here we are, boys and girls. Um, But it's really good. I'm loving it so far. Laugh out loud. Want all the outfits. Want to slap Nicholas Holt's character in the face. What more could you ask for? <laughs> I have no more things to talk about this week. That's us wrapped up so. Yeah, well, do you know what? It's coming out tonight. Well, the the night that um this podcast comes out. Uh, did somebody say late late toy show? Did somebody say late late toy show? Late late toy show is on tonight. So if you listen to us and then you're heading on to listen to Mr. Ryan Tubbs, she's um, that enjoy. that promotional photo of him dressed as a fox did not do it for me. I saw a great tweet where it was like, "This is Ryan Tubbs announcing that he is a furry." <laughs> <laughs> and honestly. Who it thought looks that like was that. a good idea? Just take the nose off, make it a little less weird. What's he meant to be? Is he like Fantastic it's, Mr. It's, Fox? Yeah, it's all Roald Dahl themed this year, which is lovely because I really oh, do like cute. Roald Dahl and the illustrations are all going to be very interesting. But feckin' hell. Ryan, would you yeah, take I'm... off your snout? <laughs> I'm very excited to see how they do it. I can't believe um... we've had our first ad, Ali. I can't. Yeah, we need to let you all know credits to Tim Leach Cleary. Uh... Our fucking bonkers friend who made that. I think <laughs> we should Lisa, ask him to do more. We should. We should do like maybe a monthly ad from Tim, yeah. our unofficial ad maker, until we are so liked and known and listened to that he has to pay us to get on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. He'll he'll have to give us cash, cash in hand. <laughs> big bag of cash <laughs> but until then we will we will just have ads that are forced upon us by our friends <laughs> but yeah go go check out tim's work he makes lots of cool things enjoy watching movies this week we've and enjoy watching movies go get yourself a selection box for tonight a baileys for, a late, big baileys late. for the girls baileys is on offer in tesco's <laughs> get in there quick before they're all gone because i'm gonna buy them all up And go put your fluffy pyjamas on and have a lovely Friday night. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you next week. Or listen here. Listen to us next week. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.